0: Good morning. Glad that you're with us today. Boy, it is hot out there, so I'll just preach for a while and you can stay in here in the cool, right? Maybe a few hours. So nobody's going to go for that, I know, and especially not my wife, so we will not do that. Today we continue on talking about bold faith, about the importance of being bold in our faith. And we have talked about different people, especially in the Old Testament, who were bold and strong in their faith in God. And today we move over into the New Testament, and we are going to talk about Mary Magdalene. Now this picture of Mary Magdalene this is actually not a picture of her, but of the actress who portrays her in The Chosen. Some of you have watched that, show, that program, or you have been following that program as new seasons come out. And what makes her Mary Magdalene is that she is from a city called Magda. And so there are so many Marys in the Bible that this is the way we distinguish which Mary is which. She is Mary Magdalene. This name, Mary, was, from what we understand, the most common woman's name in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament time. The most common one. Everybody was named Mary, it seems like, sometimes. When we lived in Brazil, we had phone books back in those days. Some of you remember phone books. And in our phone books, because in Latin America, often you don't go by your last name ever, only by your first name, so our phone book decided to come out in just first names. There were 25 pages of Mary's, of Maria's. That did not work, so they went back the next year after that. But Mary Magdalene is the one we focus on today. Now, I want you to think about where she was. Many of you have heard of Mary Magdalene, but in Luke chapter 8... It's the first time we see her, and it says, And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. This tells you right away this is not a woman that has had a perfect life. Sometimes we hear about Mary Magdalene, or even sometimes religious groups name themselves after her, and so you think, oh, that must have been a perfect person. No, she had her problems. She had been through some things if she has seven evil spirits come out. Whether she invited those things or they just came upon her, whatever it was, she has dealt with struggles in her life, and Jesus took those demons away from her. Those evil spirits came out. This is the first mention of her in the Bible, And she is thankful for the grace that she received from God. Matter of fact, what you're going to find out if you read the rest of this passage in Luke, you can look in your Bibles right now or on your phones right now and read it all, and it lists the names of a few other women, like Susanna is one of those and Joanna is another one, and says that these women, including Mary Magdalene, were the ones who supported the ministry of Jesus financially. So she shows her gratitude, with her generosity she is so thankful for what jesus has done for her now this is really beautiful and it's amazing what's happening there obviously if jesus is going to have a ministry and go from place to place and and not just live life as a carpenter there's going to have to be money provided for that to happen and that is exactly what mary and these other mary magdalene and these other women did they provided for him now I want to say just for a minute this is kind of off this is chasing a rabbit for a minute okay She is so incredibly thankful for what Jesus does she says let me take something that is really important like my money and support you with it You know some of us when we start thinking about what we're going to give to to the Lord We start thinking about, okay, well, I guess I could do that, but I don't want to get rid of this, and I could do that, but I don't want to have to cut back on that. Or we think, this would make a really good tax break for me. Now, I am so thankful that the government gives us tax breaks. But understand that Mary Magdalene did not get a tax break for this. Matter of fact, the government would have been upset with her for supporting Jesus and his ministry. She gives out of her heart... She gives because of what needs to be done. And when it is difficult for us to let go of our money or let go of our time or whatever it is, it could be that we are not nearly as appreciative as Mary Magdalene was. But here she is helping Jesus and his ministry. And we know throughout the Bible that Mary Magdalene was faithful throughout the ministry of Jesus. She's going to be there. She's going to be one that shows up to be taught and and want to teach other people. And she was present when many people hid. Now, what I'm talking about is when it finally came to the crucifixion of Jesus. You remember for three years, Jesus taught and, and taught about his way and what the kingdom of God was like and how people could follow him and how people could be with him. You can read that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the first four books of the New Testament. And, and, and Mary was a part of that. Mary Magdalene was a part, and so finally we get to the time that Jesus has been tried as a criminal, although he never sinned, never committed a crime. Jesus is tried as a criminal, and Jesus is facing death, and there he is on the cross, and there is Mary, as you'll see in a minute, and a few others. As the Bible says in Mark 15, verses 40 and 41, some women were watching from a distance, Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joseph, and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. She is not the only one that's thankful. And can you imagine this scene? I think I would rather not see... Jesus in this situation, not because I don't love Jesus, but I don't think I would want to see him or anybody else dying in such a horrific way, yet there he is on the cross, and there Mary is. While others might have said, I'm afraid for my life, I'm going to run, run away, or others might have said, you know what, I don't even want to see that, I can't even stand it. There Mary is to go through that with Jesus. That is a difficult thing to do. If you have ever been at a place where you saw someone in trouble or in pain, you can understand some of the difficulty of what it was like for Mary Magdalene and the other women. You know, she couldn't change the situation, but she could show up. Sometimes there's nothing we can do except have presence, be there. There's not a way I can make it better for you except I can be here. I have been to many funerals. And I remember my own dad's funeral. After the funeral, and he was a preacher, so the church building was packed. There were people standing in the back, all kinds of people. And, and I remember afterwards, we couldn't see them all even. The, in those days, at least, you would sign a book. Sometimes we still do that. You sign the, the registry that you've been there. And a day or two after, that, after my dad's funeral, I remember sitting around with my sisters and brothers-in-law and my mother, and one of us read out the names of who was at the service. And you know what would happen over and over? Well, I didn't see them there. I didn't realize they were there. Do you know how far they had to drive to be there that day? Well, that's a man that your dad baptized a couple of years ago. I I cannot believe they were there. Did they change that he died? No. But do you know what they brought just by their presence And I can't get over the times that I have been in services and honored to to speak at services and see people in the audience and know that probably they're not going to have a chance to speak to the family. They may, but they may not. But they just show up. And what Mary Magdalene is doing here is showing up. She's there when other people are hiding. She's just there. Now, it may not be in a funeral, but it may be when your friend, wife walks out or husband walks out. It may be when, when financial times are difficult and there's not a thing that other person can buy for you. You're just there with them. You're just there. And maybe you don't say anything. You're just there. You're just there. And Mary Magdalene is just there, which is so much more. Jesus could see her surely and knew that she was there And Mary Magdalene loved Jesus so much that Mary Magdalene was determined to honor him even after he died. I mean, that's incredible. While other people are walking away, other people are confused, saying maybe this isn't the Messiah. Maybe she even thinks this isn't the Messiah. Whatever it is, she is going to honor Jesus even though he's dead. There is not a thing Jesus could do for her, so to speak, in a human way. There's not a thing he could do, but she's there anyway. She is going to be there even after he dies as the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 15 in verses 43 through 47. Also will tell us about a man who was a member of the ruling body of Israel called the Sanhedrin, a man named Joseph of Arimathea. Now Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came and boldly went into Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had already died. And when he found out from the centurion, he gave the corpse to Joseph. And after he bought some fine linen, he took him down, he wrapped him in the linen, then he placed him in a tomb cut out of a rock, and he rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Now Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were watching where he was placed. Now do you hear that? Do you see who's there? He's inside this tomb, and what we know from the book of Matthew, that this was turned into basically a military situation where Pilate came and sent guards, Roman guards, to stand so that no one would steal that body. And there they are standing, and there Joseph of Arimathea is taking care of the body, but Mary's there. I want you to see in Matthew chapter 27 that gets even more specific. It, it backs up what's said here, but it gets even more specific with Mary Magdalene. So Joseph of Arimathea took the body, wrapped it in clean, fine linen, and placed it in the new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. He left after rolling a great stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were seated there facing the tomb. Do you understand what they're doing? Jesus has died, and they want to make sure that they know the exact spot where Jesus is, is, where his body is because they're going to come back a few days later after the Passover, or after the Passover, they will come back, and they are going to take care of the body of Jesus. Matter of fact, what they will do is bring about 75 to 100 pounds of spices to pack his body in, because they're going to prepare it in a proper way. When some people would have said, he's dead and it doesn't matter. When some people would have said, he's just a criminal, let him go. When some people would have said, what would you do with a dead body? Why does it matter if you put the spices on it anyway? Mary Magdalene and the other Mary say, we're going to do it because it's right, because he was our teacher, we loved him, and and we wanted to be with him. And so they sit right there looking at the tomb so they know where to go. Now the days passed, and Mary comes back, and what you will find out is she will be the first one to see Jesus. In John chapter 20, verses 11 through 14, says that after Jesus was resurrected here, but Mary stood outside facing the tomb crying. And as she was crying, she stopped to look in the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head, one at the feet, where Jesus' body had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told him, and I don't know where they've put them, put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not know it was Jesus. Now I want you to imagine all that she's gone through. I am going to make sure I know where the body of Jesus is. So she sits out there while Joseph of Arimathea is with the body after the other Roman guards come, and she is going to sit there and say, okay, I know it is exactly this tomb. She has taken care because she is going to honor Jesus. And maybe other people have even said, Mary Magdalene, that's silly. Why would you do that? She is going to honor Jesus. And she knows right where to go whenever the Sabbath is over and she can get back. And there they leave early on Sunday morning and they get back there. She is going to know where it is. And the tomb is open. And Jesus is not in the tomb. Do you know what a failure you would feel like? You wanted this to go right you wanted it to be good. You, you worked so hard. You wanted this to be the best it could be. You've prepared all week for it. You've thought about it all night. You want this to be right. And now it feels like a flop because she doesn't know where his body is. And now she starts to cry. She's standing there and the, and the angels say, hey, why are you crying? I'm crying because I can't find his body. If you could tell me where his body is, I'll go get it as if she could do that all by herself, right? But that's the way she's feeling. I'll go find it. If that's what it takes, that's what I'll do, because I've got to do this. Then the Scripture goes on in John 20, verses 15 and 16. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've removed him, tell me where you've put him, and I'll take him away. And Jesus said, Mary, Turning around, she said to him in Hebrew, Rabbanai, which means teacher. I can understand what's going on here. I think probably you can too. She is so distraught. She is so upset. Her eyes are filled. And maybe, do you know that moment of crying? Have you ever been there, that moment of crying when your stomach hurts, the muscles are so tight because you have cried so hard? And here she is, I just wanted this to be Right now Jesus walks up to her. Maybe he's wearing a hood. We don't know. And he walks up to her. Hey, why are you crying? And maybe she just gives a half a glance or whatever. She says, she says, if you've taken him somewhere, let me know. I'll go get him. You know, she's just so upset. And in a way, I've never pictured this, never been hit by this until this week. Jesus says, Mary, oh, Can you imagine what it was like to hear her name again from Jesus? Can you imagine what is happening here? I guess this blew me away more than ever before, that Jesus called her by name. Now, I want you to understand that from what Jesus said back in John, in John chapter 10, when he said the doorkeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. Now, hear this. This is Jesus. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Jesus calls his sheep by name. Jesus calls her Mary. He knows her. This is incredible. He knows her. She is one of his sheep. Mary Magdalene was the first to declare that Jesus was alive. She goes back as fast as she can to tell Peter and John and the others. I can imagine her heart racing as she's trying to run and wearing some kind of robe and trying to run and tell them, i got to tell you, i got to tell you. She's out of breath. He is alive. He is alive. He said my name. This is my question for us this morning. Do I want Jesus to call my name? Do I want Jesus to call my name? Absolutely, I do. You know, I don't know what it's like at Judgment Day. I don't know exactly what that's like, but, but this is the way I can imagine it here. I am in the presence of perfection. Jesus is perfect. He has never sinned, He never told a lie. He never told a story. He never never had bad words come out of his mouth. He never cheated. He never did anything wrong ever, ever. And now I am in the presence of that, walking into eternity. And I am there in front of Jesus. I can't even pick up my head. I want to look away from him because I know who I am and I know who he is and here I stand in, in front of him. And he says, David. And I turn around, there are a lot of Davids, right? He must be talking to some other David. And he says, David, Daniel Duncan. And he's talking to me. He knows my name. Jesus knows my name. That's what I want more than anything in the world. I think about what it says in the Sermon on the Mount when many on that last day will say, did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not prophesy in your name? And Jesus says, depart from me. I don't know your name. I don't know who you are. I want Jesus to know my name. And Let me tell you, if that doesn't make you want to follow him, if that doesn't make you want to get rid of the sin that's in your life, I don't know what can. Because it means we will be with Jesus forever. And Mary, this woman, Mary Magdalene, this woman, who had every reason in the world to give up in life, didn't quit. And every reason to give up, even at the cross, she doesn't quit. She shows up. She has every reason to quit, but she's there at the grave. And Jesus says to her first, Mary. Oh, I look forward to that day that we see Jesus. And we stand in front of Jesus, not because of what we have done, but because of what he has done. You remember what he said in Galatians 3, that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have clothed ourselves with Christ. We are in Jesus. And of course, Jesus knows himself. And he says, we are in him. I can't wait. And this morning, We've had several baptized in the last two, week, two, two, two weeks. Two were baptized just the other day as a, as a result of our, of our streaming ministry. Let me tell you, if you want to be baptized into Jesus, immersed into Jesus, you can do that this morning and be in Christ. But don't stop there. Live for Christ and wait for that day that he calls your name out and you will be with him Forever. Well, I was thinking about that song we were singing earlier, about a thousand generations singing together. And I was thinking what it'd be like to stand next to Moses, is what I was thought of first. But then there's Moses and his long beard. I think he has a beard because he does in my head. And then we're standing next to to Paul, and, and then I thought about people like from George Washington's era, and then people maybe from Africa, and people from, from uh, Ecuador came to my head, all these different people of different eras and different races all together singing together forever and being with Jesus forever. Is that not incredible? I want to be a part of that, because if I am not a part of that, I will never be a part of Jesus again. And I will only have sadness if I am not with Jesus. This morning, if you're ready to be baptized or if you need prayers, if you need prayers to come back, prayers to be stronger, you can come forward. We'll all pray for you or or you can write us at elders at mcoc.org and we'll pray for you. Oh, we want to hear our name. Come this morning as we stand and sing.